Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 255th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by Bit.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. Go get some gear from them ASAP and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. I'm extremely humble. I'm Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And joining me today, the Lily Zanotto to my Augustus Aquato. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. My podcast, Ride or Die. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Why did 55, 255 sounded really intense for some reason? I'm like, whoa, we've done 250 episodes. When did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's happened uh, erratically over the past five to six years, Miss Hart. It's, it been, really a, it's been a trip. It has been quite the trip. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of trips, uh, we've been dabbling in a game that uh, gets a little bit psychedelic and uh, yes. a little bit... Uh, psychic and psionic and mental telepathy uh te- telepathy not yeah that's the way you say it telepathy you know mind powers and what have you <laughs> yeah. uh for those that don't know what i'm talking about because uh i barely know what i'm talking about we're obviously talking about uh the latest game published by xbox game studios uh, we're talking about the classic from double fine the sequel to the original psychonauts which is about 15 to 16 years in the making Classic originally time. funded through Fig, of all places, uh, we're talking Psychonauts 2, Miss Hart. Mm. How you been doing with this little ditty? I absolutely love this game. Um, I didn't expect it. There's been a lot of um, people through my time in the gaming community who, like very, very, very few, who were absolute diehard Psychonauts fans. Like they... And you know how sometimes when people are a big fan of something, you find it really hard to believe that when they're like pushing their game onto you that it is genuinely that good you kind of like eh, yeah you feel there's no way it can live up to the hype that you're ex- pushing towards ex- me right now exactly like i understand you're a big fan of this thing but that doesn't necessarily mean it's that good and this has to be one of those occasions where they were 100 percent right this game is absolutely delightful and i am loving every moment of it actually technically where i just left off i'm hating that level but that's just <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that level that's kind of kind of grinded my gears which is a perfect example of why it's pissing me off but at this stage this game is just absolutely charming it's design at first I was quirky and I'm kind of like I don't know if I like this but it's really grown on me now like the overall design style choices of this game Uh, I still don't believe that the main character is a young kid to me, I yeah, yeah, Ra- Raz. It feels like he's uh he's Steve Buscemiing us with his uh young kid. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely like uh he gives me like like short thirty year old man vibes. Um, I shouldn't have said that he would look old then. Um, but yeah, like either way, like the overall design's great. The music is absolutely gorgeous as well, and um, I just finished one set of stages, uh, set of stages because. The whole game premise is that you go into people's minds. Yeah. And You're exploring, like, you could say, like, mental world, worlds, really. Exactly. You know, the, the, the minds of, the, of these characters are uh, the worlds you are running around in and, and doing mm-hmm. all kinds of shenanigans and, and what have you. It's it's so good, though. Like, I'm, I'm only early stages. Like, um, I had full intention to try and roll credits on this by the weekend that's just passed. We're recording this a little bit later just because... I got some life stuff going on at the moment, but um, yeah, I'm maybe two to three hours in, so I'm still fairly early stages, it feels, but like I'm loving the world, loving the soundtrack. The art style is awesome. It's just like this crazy action platform of fever dream thing where, you know, like I could imagine playing this game under some type of influence of, of some various thing. And it would just be an even more pleasurable experience. But uh, it is so fun. Uh, you can see Tim Schafer's DNA all through this. You know, any, oh, especially in the writing. Yeah, any anyone that's that's sort of experienced any of Tim Schafer's brilliance throughout his gaming career, you'll you'll jump on this game and go, "Yep, 
I know that Tim is behind, yeah, the, the writing and just the the comedic delivery and, and the, the dramatic elements and things like that. But it's so great. It's so great. Like I'm hoping it continues on this path because it feels like it could be it could be one of the sleeper hits of 2021. And and one thing I wanted to jump on that you said to me before we started recording is um, <laughs> you know, comparative uh, comparing this to the the PlayStation uh, you know action platformer exclusive in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart like these two are sort of indirectly going head to head on the two big platforms and you said you've been enjoying this more than Ratchet yeah. and Clank that's that's big words I reckon I've I actually really have been enjoying Psychonauts two a lot more than like like I did enjoy Ratchet and Clank a lot like it was it was very delightful and like I said like how it looked it looked gorgeous and some of the play style was really really good as well um but I just feel myself gravitating more into the story of this game which everyone knows is pretty rich for me as someone that hates being told what the story is of a game (laughs) but I am I'm like very very attached there's um something especially I guess maybe in the older generation and obviously some of the younger generation too with this concept of going into people's minds and dealing with their like mental burdens and issues and um I think the way that this game like handles like some of the stuff that can be con- like considered pretty serious that some people go through I think the way the game handles it is pretty well done um and also kind of creating this alternative way of kind of identifying these like mental issues or mental problems that people face in their days so there's like this kind of almost like charming aspect to how that's kind of handled that I kind of appreciate too so um yeah there's just this something very very like wholesome about this game and I'm just completely attached and I've I don't know even how many hours I've dropped into it already. Um, unfortunately, it does have that collector's element and I'm horrible. Like I have to grab everything and now I'm hitting <laughs> hitting that thing again where it's like, mm, no, you'll have to come back after you unlock something. So you'll have to come all the way back to this level to finish it. So that's about the only drawback that I'm finding right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying everything that this game is throwing at me at the moment like i said i'm still pretty early days i haven't done much gaming at all this week so uh the time that i that i had aside was was chucked right into this and and rightfully so like it's been it's been a treat and uh, i think we've been very lucky the last several months where back to back to back games we've been playing have just all been delights in various ways and really fun and well you know very different tones the, the games we've been playing but um yeah, I'm hoping by uh, 256 of THG that I'll have finished this and you'll have finished this and we can maybe dive a little deeper and just uh, be able to, to put a bow on on our thoughts with Psychonauts 2. But so far, it's awesome. Do yourselves a favor and get a copy if you're Definitely. on Game Pass. Download the damn thing. It's it's included in your monthly, monthly fee. We talk about it all the time, but um, get on it ASAP because... It's a charming, charming little ditty. And as you said, like it, excuse me, it tackles some pretty heavy themes, some some pretty relatable themes and, and scenarios. And it does it with with a lot of charm and respect and care to those types of scenarios. So uh, yeah, shout out to everyone at Double Fine because um, yeah, this game's great. It's, it's um, fantastic. As, as much as we're seeing a lot of games for 2021 get delayed to 2022 and beyond, We've still had a steady run of fantastic titles that can all be in that discussion for Game of the Year, and I think Psychonauts 2 is going to be one of those games, Miss Hart. At this rate with Psychonauts 2, it's definitely a contender for my top, like at least my top five of the year. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. On, on another note, uh, I know you've got here in the dock that you are rolled credits on 12 minutes as well. Is yes. it in your top five games of the year? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Talk about the biggest letdown for me. Like everyone who's listened to every episode has witnessed me getting more and more excited about this game that I was so looking forward to. Um, like I am the kid at Christmas who got a Game Boy, got a bunch of games, but no batteries. Like, like that's the level of disappointment and letdown that I'm feeling right now. Like, that's that's big. Like, I'm just gonna stop you there for a second. That's that's a perfect analogy there. Like, that is a heartbreaker. Like, you get the Game Boy, you're ready to roll. You've got some games. You open up the little the back 
battery, battery cradle there and there's four empty double A slots and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, and then you're like, that's perfect. I love you, that. Can you get batteries? No, everything's closed. I'm not going to the gas station. They're expensive there. Anyway, that's my disappointment. That's, that's, uh, that's a disappointment level I'm sure listeners can be actually able to gauge with. Um, a Game Boy without batteries. That's that's a yeah. good metric. On your I birthday, think that's a good Christmas way to measure too. things these days. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, as like I, I had previously said on the um, previous episode on repetition and not getting a lot of um, like like outcome, the outcomes that I I, I think I gave this game mm-hmm. way too much credit on like how intuitive it was based on things and I literally like got stuck on like I knew exactly what I was meant to be doing I was paying attention to exactly what the game was telling me to do however the actions that I was doing which is exactly this pretty much the same as what gives you the ending or leads you down to the next path it was like no 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 this specific thing has to happen this very very Mm. very 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 specific thing even though you were technically doing it it has to happen this very specific way. And I'm like, mm. I, there was like a lot of things that kind of like, kind of just overall kind of made me moan and groan and got really, really disappointed. Um, disappointed with the game. There's like this, like little quaint things that happened that I did enjoy. Um, I still appreciate a puzzle game based on like, you know, failure and learning from experience kind of thing. But when the hiccups that I kind of faced within playing 12 minutes and then <laughs> the story and the ending of the story, I can see now why a lot of people were very disappointed and kind of a bit ticked off with their time spent into the game. And then, mm. you know, the overall experience and weighing in exactly whether it was worth it or not. Um, I just feel like there could have been a better way to do this game. Maybe I also like let myself down harder by giving it too much credit or maybe creating um an experience in my head that I was kind of anticipating and then I was just let down even harder because it wasn't what I was expecting so um yeah I'm I'm pretty sad that something I was really 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 looking forward to just did not turn out the way that I wanted it to and Mm. yeah also, so you, <laughs> I just want oh, to sorry, say, you going, sorry, I just want to say also, um, the voice of the, oh no, I've forgotten it. The guy who plays the, James McAvoy. No, the other, the bad guy. Willem Dafoe. He did not sound like William Dafoe. Every time I heard him, I thought it was like Christopher Lloyd. Oh, really? See, and I thought James McAvoy sounded like Sam Witwer all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I don't really, he, very, very generic voice. I feel. Like, yeah, um, yeah. generic but, American man exactly. voice is what McAvoy went for because he's an Englishman, if I recall. That, I think you're right, or like at least in that you know area. But I kept on hearing Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> like <is it> Christopher <laughs> Lloyd, right? No, am I getting the right one from Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. Husband, you've got to go back to the future and save your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was hearing. <laughs> you got to go back. but yeah so sorry to every listener that maybe was expecting you know probably a more positive outcome maybe a bit of a turnaround for me after like only playing a few hours but yeah yeah, it just it just didn't turn out the way that i wanted it to so yeah especially like things we touched on with it last week was if we played it on pc it probably would have been Mm. a slight upgrade on the experience too just with navigating and controls and and grabbing items and moving them around like it's you know a control is great but it's not going to give you that finite accuracy that you get on a on a on a mouse so Mm. that sort of knocked it down a little peg uh i i experienced some things too where i knew what i had to do but because i didn't uh, get the item and drop it at the very right time or as a millisecond too late i'd have to roll the roll the loop again and again and anyway um 12 minutes i guess it uh it collapsed under the weight of its uh celebrity celebrity voice acting and and the pressures like i didn't mind it it wasn't a perfect game i'd recommend it if you're looking for something to play but it's not without its warts you know what? That's probably a great way to kind of sell it to someone. Like, it's definitely an experience. It's not necessarily a new experience to anyone that's more familiar with, like, puzzle kind of narrative um, games. 
but um it's definitely it's definitely one to like at least kind of find out what all the hubbub is about and yeah apologize for the story yeah and and it was written by by one man so uh you know it's 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 a game that it seems to be getting a lot more eyes on it than you expect with sort of such a small development team behind it like uh have, and having these Hollywood heavyweights involved, I don't know. I don't know what dope deal Annapurna did in the background, the uh, the publisher of this game. But it's <laughs> it's cool to see, and hopefully we might see a little bit more celebrity celebrity breed, uh, bleed into games for voice acting in the future, maybe. But uh, who Definitely. knows? We've got plenty of talented voice actors and actresses in this field already. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I've been playing much, but uh, I finally got around. Well, not finally. But I got around to uh, smashing through some crime scene kitchen. Yes. And boy, howdy, Miss Hart. Did you steer me in the right direction on that yes. recommendation? Did you watch it all? Did you finish the season? Because I, I haven't finished the whole season. I've got a couple of episodes left. But uh, I am uh, hashtag sliving this game. Shout out Paris Hilton. But uh, yeah, it is great. I love the concept. Joel McHale. I love. Perfect host. Obviously, Curtis Stone doing his Aussie thing in there. Uh, the, the mix of like low end CSI, SVU kind of <laughs> things where they've got to go in and, and do their little investigations before they start cooking is just the best. I love Some it. of the characters are fantastic and horrible, but also that makes it good too, I think. like um, The contestants. Yeah. The bug eye girl. One of the early episodes, I think it might have been the second episode where there was like this Italian guy named Anthony who was just hard set on, you know, the guy straight away. Yes, I know exactly because he, uh, like, it made me so happy, but I also felt sorry for his wife as well. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe divorce him or break up with him. One thing I, I looked at during, during like, because obviously they do the cutaways to the contestants where they, you know, do a little commentary about why they made that choice or what they're thinking about outside of the live environment yeah, they were husband and wife to start the episode. And at the end, when they did another cutaway to them just talking to the camera, they were listed as friends. No way. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone ballsed it up in the production team, but it changed. The The title slides changed I, and I, I pissed reckon, myself laughing. I, like, I have to go back and I'm literally going to go watch that today or tomorrow to double check that. But that has to be maybe just like a... Someone in production probably witnessed what that guy did and how he kind of just dismissed his partner. And it was just yeah, like, oh, now after this, they're definitely only friends. <laughs> Anthony the Italian, he sucked. But you, you need those types of foils in these in these shows. You, you want the, the underdogs to root for. Mm-hmm. I loved old uh, Nana Jean uh, in the yes. other group. <laughs> she was the best. She was like, a delight. She was just going off script all the time and just doing things and, and weird little southern mannerisms and stuff like that it was hilarious but i'm all for it and um i got sick of waiting for season two of harley quinn to to make its way legally to the australian airwaves so i I found a copy um in a dark alley on the internet and um i binged all of season two yesterday my god that show is so good it's It's one of the best animated tv shows on the internet on the screens whatever you want to describe it as it is Mm -hmm. so great and I like I didn't forget, but like I, I temporarily lost my memory as to how good it was. Like I knew I really enjoyed season one, but because it's been so long between drinks, but jumping into season two last night, it just felt good. Like it was like I put my old trusty comfy pants on and uh, I just sat there on the couch and just was audibly laughing out loud throughout the entirety of like the 12 episodes. The voice acting's on point. The, the tone, the comedic delivery, the violence, everything. It's just like <laughs> all the chef's kisses. Um, I love it. it Bring on season three. It like, must so good to also kind of watch that after seeing the Suicide Squad movie as well. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I had similar beats last night when I was watching. I'm like, the tone is, is sort of um, punch for punch with with the latest, uh, Schne- uh, not Schneider, the latest uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad film. Mm. So uh, they're, they're very much on the same uh, same roller coaster tracks and it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Can't get enough. Want more, more of it, it please. Yeah. yeah, if you need a copy, anyone, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share it with you somehow. But that's all I'm going to say on that regard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, watching all the things and... Um, yeah, if if you guys want to try and win all the things, you've still got about probably a day and a half. By the like, this episode will come out same day today, so we're recording on the thirtieth of August. This will come out later tonight, but um, 
yeah, if you want to get in on winning some swagger from ourselves as well as Audio Technica, 8bit.net forward slash win. Take you 30 seconds to, to enter for that. And uh, the winner will be announced later this week. So you don't have to wait too long to see if you are a winner, baby. So check that out. But Miss Hart, we're going to do things a little differently. Well, not differently. We're just going to be focusing on sort of one one thing that happened this past week, and that was obviously mm. Gamescom and all the announcements and events that sort of were, were drip-fed out to us around the whole Gamescom situation. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into this. This week's news headlines. So obviously, yes, Gamescom has come and gone for another year, uh, but it was not without its share of big, new, and noteworthy announcements. So mm. we've sort of cherry-picked... Uh, with some assistance from IGN as far as the the biggest announcements or maybe the most important or unique or memorable announcements. So we're not going like play uh, play for play with everything that got announced over those span of a couple of days, but um, we'll just sort of jump in and jump out on a few. If there's anything not on the docket, Miss Hart, that you remember of that's of note, throw it on here as well. But um, um, as as far as some of the biggest ones, probably probably the biggest announcement, depending on which side of the fence you sit on with this franchise. We we got the uh, the release date alongside a new multiplayer trailer for Halo Infinite. So uh, December eighth, we'll see uh, Halo Infinite making its way to the Xbox slash Microsoft uh, various gaming hubs. Obviously, that mm-hmm. is without its Forge mode and co-op. Uh, campaign mode but you are going to get a full single player experience as well as that online multiplayer uh, and yeah the trailer focused on uh, Commander Lorette Arginia she's going to be one of the main characters featured in the first season of Halo's multiplayer they also then uh, came back around and uh, announced an elite Xbox wireless controller series 2 and a limited edition Halo Infinite Xbox Series X that will be released in celebration of Halo's 20th anniversary. I don't mind the look of this thing. That console is gorgeous. I yeah. really, really want it. Yeah, it looks pretty. And I, I love, I saw a graphics sh- uh, floating around on socials as far as the the Halo edition in air quotes Xboxes over the years mm. where they shown like the original and then they've done one through 360 and an Xbox One. But the Series X one is certainly the prettiest of the four. It is stunning. So classy too. Like usually whenever there's like a game themed console release, like there's a good chance that sometimes it comes across as really like tacky. And I hate using that, but yeah, they, the, the design concept usually just is pretty hideous and you can never really envision this product in a very, um, I guess, a, a grown up adult space. Whereas this mm-hmm. Halo one is very sophisticated in design. It looks gorgeous. Like there's so many like little just, like fine line details and i can't tell if it's truly like a like a kind of gold embellishment or if it actually does have these little sparkle notes that um showed up on the preview but it it looked gorgeous yeah it really did it it would not look out of place in in anybody's lounge room and i think you nailed it perfectly where sometimes these things can be a bit of an eyesore in mm. your in your lounge room as a showpiece, but this one would certainly look nice and add a nicer layer of class to your uh, you know your technology hub in wherever you do your gaming. So uh, yeah, if you want to get in on that, obviously pre-orders will probably be selling up very quick because uh, it'll be probably of limited stock with uh, the way limited. the world is. But uh, it looks nice. Uh, something else we got a little bit more love on was uh, Elden Ring. So the game. Not even six months ago, we thought might never get released, <laughs> a la the rest of George R.R. R. Martin's things. Uh, obviously, he's coming out next February. February, March? No, February or January? Mm. I can't remember. Q1 2022, this game is coming out. But um, we we sort of saw a bit more of a preview and then there was a lot of uh, deeper dives doing the rounds at the various hubs where they got some behind-the-scenes uh, hand, like hands-off preview action of Elden Ring. And um, they talked about how the summoning mechanics not going to make the game easier. Uh, how the actual in-game text, so the writing of this game, for the most part, is not even getting written by George R. R. Martin. It's actually getting written by uh, Miyazaki from uh, from Software. And then um, how the Elden Ring's lore is going to be uncovered and, and slowly opened up by interacting with the NPCs. There's a map that you can utilize in the game so you can mark waypoints mm-hmm. that will show up as sort of beacons in the game so you can sort of plot how you go about things. The game itself is very B 
big on choice. Uh, you're presented with ways to, you know, go whichever way you want right from the jump. You can stealth your way through certain um, elements in the game. There's fight or flight. There's uh, a traversal system where you can jump on your mountain, like jump over goddamn mountains and things like that. So you can get around certain areas. It's obviously a lot more of that traditional From Software style, mm. but with a little bit more action RPG uh, elements thrown into it, it still looks like it's going to be a punish. Like the, the enemies <laughs> look like they're going to be fucking you up more often than not. But um, I'm intrigued. Like this genre is not a big needle mover for me because no. it hurts me emotionally and physically playing these games sometimes. But I'll certainly pick this up at launch and, and at least give it a crack. I, I probably won't be like, you know, I'm happy for everyone that's been waiting for it and so far I've been enjoying what they've been announcing and releasing on it. But um, yeah, it's just, it's not on my radar. Not yet, Miss Hart. Not yet. Mm. What about uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which was officially announced this mm. past week? Is that on your radar? It actually looks really cool. <laughs> like all the characters really that does. they announced. It really does. So it's a new strategy game from uh, for Axis Games, and it looks like a super-powered version of the studio's XCOM franchise. So the game will feature customizable heroes. Also has uh, iconic Marvel characters like Iron Man, Wolverine, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Blade, mm. and much, much more. The game is going to be out in uh, March of 2022. And uh, we're getting the first official gameplay slice reveal this week. So we're going to see some gameplay of this on September 1 slash 2, depending on where you are in the world. And I just wanted to shout out to the uh, the Enter Sandman cover that played over the top of this uh, this trailer. No. I didn't mind it, if I'm being this honest. This whole trope of like a heavy metal, a normally a song that's usually really like heavy metal and some waspy like female singer will sing it and make it very like melodic and stuff and then it drops and then it's like like it's i like this is like the very token thing that started to appear in a lot of our game trailers over time to kind of i guess build up the hype like this you start with the emotion and intrigue and then it does the drop where the action pack yeah you know stuff hits you in the face and they always use these you know, um, key songs of like history that are usually um, just heavy throughout. And I don't know, like we kind of witnessed it first, I believe, like, uh, would it be the time when Gears of War showed their really, you know, a game that's usually considered to be really like gory and, you know, boisterous and stuff. And then they chose the very like whimsy Mad World cover to go over that's it. That's true. And that's when we that's kind true. of witnessed it. So. Yeah, uh, the song I kind of rolled my eyes at. But overall, like, the game with the characters, I didn't really care too much about what the overall story was. But um, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. I don't really play um, XCOM, um, but uh, th there was, like, little elements of this where it kind of, like, piqued my interest where normally I probably wouldn't have paid attention too much, so... Yeah, and, and it's pretty cool. Like, they actually got the, uh, like, the rubber stamp from Marvel... Uh, so Firaxis have made like their own new superhero for this game. So you're going to be primarily playing um, the Huntress, she's called, which is sort of the focal point of the trailer. And she's the daughter of the big bad in this game, who is Lilith, obviously the the mother of demons. Yeah. So uh, it looks really cool. And the fact that they've made a brand new superhero for this game, like I think that's a pretty big play. Obviously, you can control the rest of that, uh, that Marvel roster that you'll be playing with as well, which mm -hmm. is awesome. But um, I'm down because it's sort of leaning into a lot more of the, the supernatural and the dark side of Marvel, which yeah. I'm excited to see. And uh, we don't have to wait too long. In the next couple of days, we'll get a little gameplay trailer showcasing how this is going to play out and how it's going to look. So hopefully it looks half as good as that trailer because I was, I was feeling it. Yeah, I like I, I'm genuinely surprised that I'm kind of like interested, curious. Mm. Look at us. Now we're playing strat games. <laughs> what's the world become, Miss Hart? What's the world become? But um, speaking of worlds, uh, what's old is new again because uh, the Saints Row reboot, which we alluded to last week in our tweet of the week, is arriving and it's arriving pretty bloody soon. It's coming yeah. out in February of 2022 Hopefully. on the 25th. It's going to be dropping on just about every every platform. We got uh, a few different trailers. We got sort of a CGI trailer introducing all the characters as well as the new city, which is Santo Aliso, which is uh, taking inspiration from the American Southwest. We got a showcase on the three main gangs, which are the Mar like Marshall, Pantera, and the Idols, three very distinctive and unique gangs 
Uh, they come at you differently. They look differently. How they go about business mm-hmm. is obviously very different. Uh, you play a character in this upstart of a you know a group of four who are trying to make their way up through the underworld. And uh, the, the character, I guess, is uh, nicknamed the boss. You play the boss of this little squad of four. But the thing that surprised me, um, a lot of the a lot of the chatter and, and some of the, the slices in some of the dev interviews, they're, they're saying they're leaning more into the insanity of sort of Saints Row 3. So it's going to be a lot more quirky and zany as opposed to that pseudo-realism that's um, ground from 1 and 2. So it's going to be... Like we didn't see any dildo guns or dubstep guns or anything like that, but we did see a lot of crazy stuff playing out in the uh, in the trailers that were yeah. presented to us. But are you still keen? You in? You excited for this in Feb? Like I am, I am. Like I, like I'll, I'll definitely be giving it a go. I really hope they don't go down the outlandish route because, as I mentioned before, like I didn't like that Saints Row. I liked the first two. I liked it being a bit more kind of, I guess, grounded in concept of, you know, just like gang stories, etc. Um, but I mean, when I watched the initial trailer, like the the first, like kind of graphically, you know, impressive looking one, where it kind of showed you exactly what style they were going for, maybe just like an overall tone as well. I was kind of happy. I was pretty hyped, but I'm now kind of getting this concern where they've, they, they do mention a lot that they're, they're like, no, this is like a reboot. We're really starting from the you know ground up. This is a new kind of thing. I'm like, wait, does that mean we're not going to see any of the previous characters? Like, unless they're waiting for it for like an ending, like maybe mm. some gat action at the end, maybe that would be a yeah. surprise, but um, the other thing about this that kind of made me a bit kind of uh, was that you play a character, like you play as the boss or yeah, whatever. Yeah, play so, as the boss. So she, she's a she's a badass looking heroine in this game. Like, um, I'm trying to remember. I'm almost certain you got to build your own character. Yep, in yep. Saints could be male or female, but it looks like this is predecide. Obviously, you can change the the clothing and the costuming of your character, but. It looks like the the in air quotes boss model is is fixed as that uh, is that female and that's who you're playing as. Yeah, I'm not. I'm that kind of made me sad too. Yeah, you wanted to be. be yourself. I wanted to be my character. Yeah, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So that was the other thing where I was like, oh, so. But you know, they're trying this new thing. Um, it's like you said, it's not too long before I actually get to you know hopefully play it. So I'll still give it a go. I'll mm. still try it. Yeah, so it looks interesting. We'll see what happens come Feb because Feb is very jam-packed. The next (laughs) announcement. So Horizon Forbidden West uh, was confirmed to be coming out on February 18th of 2022, so a week before Saints Row. Uh, And to help with that wait, uh, Guerrilla Games have also released a 60 FPS patch for Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation 5. So if you wanted to relive the original Horizon Zero Dawn before Forbidden West drops on February 18th, you can do so in 60 frames per second hotness. Uh, The next one, we got a brand new look at Call of Duty Vanguard's campaign and Paulina, who is one of its main characters. We got about, I think it was about a seven minute slice of the game there. I watched the whole thing like... These COD campaigns are always stunning. Like they are gorgeous and horrific and violent and tense. And it looks like more of the same. Like uh, Mother Russia's getting invaded in this scenario here and there's big explosions and, and chaos and drama. And it's more of the same, but I think it's going to be a thrill ride nonetheless, the old campaign. Yeah, there was a lot of things um, that kind of took me back to some of the like original Call of Duty campaigns way back when with like Call of Duty two or three. Um, so that kind of like made me smile, being at, like seeing that that kind of coming back to um, back well, back to COD essentially. Um, yeah. And uh, just yeah, the overall detail in the game was pretty impressive as well. Like it looked pretty polished for, um, you know, first first person shooter, just high intensity action. Nothing looked like, you know, out of place or, you know, the shading and um, shadows looked really good. So lighting. Yeah. More COD, but we're going back in time to the, to the big wars and uh i think it's going to be fun to play so uh that looks interesting uh we got another trailer for lego star wars the skywalker saga uh but we've also got confirmation that the uh the release window is spring of 2022 the game was meant to be in spring of 2021 but uh that should give uh tt games more time to get some polish on this uh lego star wars skywalker saga extravaganza um cool i'm not a big lego 
offshoot game mm. guy. Like they're fun to play, but like you played one, you played them all pretty much. I like I think I've played maybe a little bit of one, but I mean, it looks really cute and I love how kind of how they take like like Star Wars and they're kind of like poking a little bit of fun. Like they kind of make mm. a few little jokes and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, a part of me wants to maybe just at least play one fully and get that experience. Yeah. And this might be the right one to do it. That's it. That's it. Like they, they do well. Like the fan service in these games is awesome. Mm. And um, the, the tone is on point to the to the universe that it's portraying but then they also yeah change it up a little bit and have a little bit of fun and jokiness in it to make it accessible for all ages so uh yeah, yeah spring of next year american spring obviously of next year for the skywalker saga we got another another trailer for death stand uh, death stranding director's cut showing off some of its new items features and missions uh, obviously the director's cut is coming out on september 24th this game is just looking more and more bonkers with every trailer and every new thing they add into this. Like there's like racing mode, you can mm -hmm. do stunts on the bike. Like the, the boss battle thing looked cool where you can like um, post your times online and see how well you fare and some that kind of stuff's cool. But this game is just getting more and more Hideo weird. Uh. As it, as it goes along, right? The little clip where they, like, showed Norman Reedus's character, like, drinking the now not labelled monster energy drink. It was yeah. the monster, you know, kind of logo. The contract yeah, is uh, expired, yeah. Yeah, it must be over. But then, like, they just showed this whole sequence of his character, like, doing a big chug of energy drink and then pumping his fists, dancing, and then the photo, yeah. the weird, like, photo mode and he's, like, pulling, like, you know, doing the victory, like, pose and sticking his tongue out or, like, it was, it was so weird, like... I don't know, like, like it really feels like some, like, it doesn't feel like a sellout thing, but it just feels like some weird kind of alternative of, like, oh, we don't take our game seriously anymore. I don't know, like, because obviously I didn't play Death Stranding, so maybe the tone feels right, but just to me, based no, on the seriousness me. that I kind of got across from the game, and then just seeing this really wacky montage, <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this the same game? This is wild. Yeah. It felt like they needed to like drop a Benny Hill soundtrack behind <laughs> this trailer. Like, you you nailed it there. Like the the game when it first came out, it was bleak and very thought provoking and very artsy. And now they've just fully lent into like, hi, my name's Norman Reedus, and welcome to Jackass. Like it's just this weird ass shit going on. But it's it's I guess it's Hideo at its core, right? You know, he's a very eccentric, unique visionary and his vision just seems to be going in every direction for this director's cut but maybe there's enough there for people to want to come back or, or jump in to death stranding for the first time when director's cut drops on september the 24th obviously got a big slice of forza horizon 5 in uh in gamescom and the uh the, the trailer began you saw uh, players heli dropping into the game's grand caldera volcano in that 2021 ford bronco badlands that thing was squirting around we obviously got the other uh showcase of the mercedes amg one uh we saw some uh you, you know dynamic weather effects aesthetically this game was like oh my god it's it's gorgeous like racing games are just about the best looking games in the world every single time and um this thing looks stunning the controller that's coming out with this. I want that controller, the limited Forza controller with sort of the semi-transparent plastics on it. Mm, oh, my God. It color looks burst. Yeah. gorgeous. But these Forza Horizon games are so good and so fun and it just looks like more of the same, just far, far prettier. Absolute credit to whoever cuts the trailers for these games because um, I'm not a racing game like lover. Actually, for the most part, I think, you know, I stay away from it because I think they're pretty boring most of the time. However, this for Forza Horizon 5, like, every time someone's dropped something for this and I've watched it, I've been like, fuck, I think I want to play this. Like, I think mm. I really want to play this game. So someone out there's doing a great job if you're converting me to wanting to play a driving game. So... I think if anything to Miss Hart, like the Horizon games, because they lean more into the whimsical and the crazy, mm. I think you dig it, like, because it sort of takes some of its nods from, like, the Burnout franchise and stuff where there's more mini games and insanity. So maybe Forza Horizon 5 could be your gateway drug to the racing world. <laughs> the racing world, maybe. It, it just keeps looking as stunning as that. And, like, like you said, mentioned the, um, like, dynamic weather. 
Like, yeah. it was incredible just how it, like, kind of interacted with the um, overall experience for the driver. It was crazy. Absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah, I want that controller. Uh, not technically part of Gamescom, but we got uh, a reveal from Nintendo where they showed us another uh, piece of Metroid Dread, which is obviously coming out on October 8th of 2021. I think I'm, I'm feeling exactly the same as I did when this was announced uh, several months ago. Cool, I'm happy for Metroid fans. This does zero for me. Zero. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever played a Metroid game. So, yeah, I like yeah. like like you said, I'm happy for the fans, but, yeah. Yeah, and, and the fans are horny for it. Like, they the really internet, are. when this trail was like, oh, my God, more Metroid. Like, I'm very happy for you fans, but it does nothing for me. Uh, the next one, I feel I was lied to in a big way on this next announcement. So, Giants Uprising got a new cinematic trailer which looked stunning. I loved it. I'm like, I'm excited for this. And obviously there's a demo available now on Steam. So I jumped online and just watched someone play through the demo through just a YouTube clip. And uh, the the demo looks, uh, you know, it, it takes some notes and some beats from that trailer, but the gameplay looks clunky. It looks like a demo, like an alpha demo. Like it just does not look smooth and it looks cheap. And just the the tearing and the weird graphical animations. I went from, this game looks cool. I think I could enjoy this to watching the demo and going, yeah, I'm not going to get on Steam Early Access on November the 2nd. I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm just trying to think, which studio is this? Was this like a I can't remember the studio, studio that did it, sorry. Oh, because like but, I, um, this one didn't like obviously move the pulse for me. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm sad that you uh, <laughs> just as quickly got interested in the game. You absolutely lost your interest. Yeah, so. I was on the bus and then I got off at the very next stop and then <laughs> just went, I'm walking the rest of the way. But uh, the, the cinematic, like it's it was gorgeous and it was pretty cool. But yeah, the game itself just, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. And it looks it looks a bit underdone. Like I know it's early access and then, or it's not, it's like alpha at the moment. Then early access is coming in November. So maybe over time it'll have a little bit extra polish. But from what I saw on the, the YouTube clip of someone playing through the demo, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Something that I will be playing though is Dying Light 2. We got another gameplay trailer with a ton of in-game footage and uh, showing that uh, traditional Dying Light first-person parkour action. Uh, this game... And anyone that's played the first one just knows the speed and the insanity that you get in Dying Light. And it's more of the same here. And it looks cool. And I'm all for it. I can't wait to play this game. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's been a while since I've played a zombie game. So it might be time to kind of like um, dust off the baseball bat or whatever wonderful uh, object of choice as weapon. Yeah. just I think the verticality and the speed in this game is what sets mm. it apart from most of the other zombie games where you are traversing walls and and buildings and everything else in between at such a speed and then jumping like launching off it and using like enemies to cushion your fall and all that it's really cool really fast another game that looks really fast but it's it's not for me yet the far shore mm. uh got its official release date for october the 5th so any any jet which is j double t uh any fans of, of that franchise will uh, be getting the far shore on playstation 4 playstation 5 as well as PC on October the 5th. Uh, we got a got a nice highlight on the, the Xbox showcase as well regarding Xbox Cloud Gaming. So obviously that is going to officially arrive on the Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox in holiday of 2021 for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. <coughs> Fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it was empty, my right? Phone. My phone just fell off the little stand. It was oh. on and then knocked my coffee cup. My heart's racing from equal parts due to being so excited about xbox cloud gaming and then my phone falling off things but uh yeah so holiday 2021 is going to allow users to play 100 plus games from the cloud on their consoles and they're also targeting to have these games reach 1080p 60 fps boy howdy huzzah excited for this but i just need to get a better phone to play it on because uh this iphone se that i've been given from work Ain't gonna cut it, Miss Hart. It ain't gonna cut the mustard. <laughs> no, definitely not. For some cloud gaming. No, um, I just, I like. Do you ever like think sometimes with this Xbox stuff, this Game Pass stuff, and this cloud gaming stuff, but like it, you just it gets so good, so good, so good that you're just waiting for it to to drop. Like you're waiting for the bad thing to happen. Yeah, it, it feels like <laughs> feels like I'm gonna I'm getting punked eventually. Yeah, like all these things are happening. I'm like, nah, this can't be real, but it's real. 
and it's real and it's real and it's getting better and the fact that it's going to be included in a subscription I already pay for Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you talk about how awesome a Switch is to have on the go. You know, no, no disrespect to Nintendo. Love my Switch. Love that, that on the go gaming. But the fact that you can do that now with this, with all those Game Pass games, wherever you are on whatever platform, pending internet connection, of course. Of course. Uh, it's it's very exciting for gamers. Very exciting. It's crazy. Something else might be exciting for maybe some uh, old nostalgia heads. Uh, microphone wielding journalist April O'Neil has been confirmed as a playable character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> Obviously a homage to the uh, the Turtles in Time, uh, you know, arcade classics. Uh, did play the OG arcade version with uh, Benny and Buddy at uh, Netherworld on Saturday night, actually. Uh, we made it about four levels through. You forget how hard those sort of 80s, early 90s cabs are as far as the yeah. difficulty and just the, the coin-eating mechanic that those things have makes it impossible for you to progress without pumping a ton of money in it but uh excited to play april um in this game and she was also announced in uh nickelodeon all-stars brawl her and cat dog are the latest fighters to make their way to nickelodeon's uh smash bros competitor so uh okay that nickelodeon all-stars brawl like i, w- I didn't grow up too much as a nick kid but um, it looks a little fun. Like just, I, it does. It's like a lot of recognizable characters. And I'm like, this looks a little stupid, but fun. Yeah, like Invader Zim's in there, Powder Toast Man's in there, <laughs> some Ninja Turtles characters. Like it is, it's great. I don't recall seeing any Rugrats characters in there. Maybe, maybe it's a bit too on the nose beating up a baby. I don't know. Maybe oh, that's it why. it been like Reptile, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Reptile. Yeah, beating up or a mate, baby? Was it Phil? Was it, or the grandpa? <laughs> I think just fly oh, kick, click, uh, kicking Tommy Pickles across yes. the map. <laughs> Get out of here, Chucky. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I like. I really, I think I want to play this game. I'll have to keep it on my radar and see like um, how like affordable it is. It looks like good dumb fun. Mm. Uh, we obviously got a, another trailer for Amazon's upcoming MMO, New World. Mm. Uh, the open beta is going to be running from September 9th through twelfth ahead of its uh, full release date, which is September the 28th. Uh, it looks pretty for an MMO, but like I ain't got the time to invest in a big PC-based MMO. This is going to be a lifetime consumer oh, for, yeah. for people that want to jump into these games. So good luck to those MMO heads that are excited for New World because it's getting a lot of positive chatter on the socials as far as people that have been playing in the previous beta runs and stuff. They're, they're keen as beans to uh, give that a go. Uh, the, we got some more content coming to Ghost Runner. So uh, there's a wave mode and an assist mode that's going to be dropping in the next 48 hours alongside a pack of neon-themed cosmetics. So wave mode is a roguelike take on Ghost Runner that has players attempting to get through 20 waves of enemies using randomized upgrades. And then assist mode, on the other hand, is going to make the game easier for those who just want to experience the story and the game's world. So uh, it's nice to see that game getting a bit more love. Yeah. Uh, we got um, some exclusive gameplay for Solstice, which is a hack and slash adventure game featuring a superhuman and her ghost sister. I thought this was pretty, like, it uh, looked like a fun hack and slash game, uh, fast frenetic combat, aesthetically looked fine. Don't know if it's a date, like, it didn't, like, get me too hyped to say I have to play this game. But yeah. you know what? If it popped up on Game Pass and I didn't have anything else to do, I'd give it a run. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe this game. <laughs> yeah. Game Pass approved. Yeah. Uh, we got um, some updates on Blasphemous. So that's a dark fantasy action platformer. Mm-hmm. They're not only getting um, some additional story concluding updates via DLC, in the Wounds of Eventide event, which is coming out later this year, but they also confirmed a full-fledged sequel coming out in 2023. I have not played Blasphemous, but I know a few that have, and they uh, spoke very positively of it. So uh, I'd say those gamers would be happy. Happy. Uh, The next one, Miss Hart, I am keen as a bean to play this game. (laughs) Hypercharge Unboxed. Um... It's leaning very heavily into army men, small soldiers, yeah. that kind of style, uh, where we've got action figures fighting battles in arenas. It looks like it's almost a little bit Fortnite-y, but yeah. where you're playing as as toys. And I am down 
to play some of this. I am so in to play this game. It looks bonkers and just a good amount of dumb fun that I need yeah, in my life. Yeah. Like it's it's like for me it's it's kind of on the same level as like Worms, I guess. Like Worms I'm again yeah. kind of thing, like where it looks like it'd be fun to kind of play with others kind of thing, but you probably wouldn't dedicate too much time to it. No. No. You, you get your fix and then you'd move on. Yeah, Maybe exactly, to a yeah. game like Severed Steel, which is dropping on PC on September 17th. Mm-hmm. It's also coming to PS5, Xbox Series X/S slash and Nintendo Switch before the end of 2021 sort of takes its inspirations from games like Mirror's Edge and Black, yeah. uh, you know, Severed Steel. You're seeing a lot of wall running, diving, flipping, all that kind of stuff, and then getting some bullet time <laughs> elements. Yeah. It looks cool. looks fun. And the, it's, the environment is fully destructible. So uh, much carnage can be presented in front of you while playing Severed Steel. Mm. Uh, we also got um, some, some highlights on a game called The Waylanders, which mm. is inspired by Celtic myths and legends. And will be released on November the 16th on 2021. It's a party-based RPG. It's been in early access on Steam since 2020. And the full game is apparently going to be promising a 40-hour adventure. It looked okay. I like mythology and all that. So that's sort of something where I'm like, oh, yeah, I could I could get into this and, and see what's happening here as far as, you know, uh, Celtic stories and some of that back history. But it looked interesting. Yeah, anyone that's already planned on Steam... The via early access will be happy to see it coming out in full see in November but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah I was trying to think actually because there was another thing that was announced and I'm trying to remember it's a very popular game at the moment where people are saying it's like an online multiplayer and it feels like Halo is it called Split Split something I'll have to double check what the name is and I feel like such mm-hmm. an old person saying it's the game that the kids are playing at the moment but it was a <laughs> game that has been in beta for ages and actually at Gamescom they announced that they're actually going to, because of the success of everyone playing, um, they're going to release new seasons of it. I'll have to double check what the name is, but it was it's like okay. something Splitters as well. But I just like that these games have kind of been hanging on for quite a bit um, now, just like kind of doing like essentially just full releases. Yeah, Steam Early Access is, is it's like I guess it's a good safety net for... Mm. For devs where they can get that game out, get a bit of a feel for it in the marketplace, get feedback from players and then develop it enough to hopefully see it released as, as strong as it could be and yeah. then hopefully um, further develop that appetite for gamers. So Splitgate. Splitgate. Yeah. So Splitgate was the game that I was thinking of. So um, it, it's it's like a lot of people say Halo and like I unfortunately don't have Halo as a reference because I've never played it, but I get also um, Unreal tournament vibes oh to it. yeah so um at this stage all i can see is that it is free to play um they have like downloadable content which you can pay for but it was like i think it's been in beta since 2019 maybe and they just kind of because of the popularity of it they're like okay you know we're just releasing it kind of as is um but we'll we'll start doing seasons um start doing more maps and more like items and such so just because like they had like such a huge increase in players so they announced that also at Gamescom. Yeah, which is cool. It looks good. Like, um, yeah, and it's getting some positive press and hopefully it, it's going to have a, enough of a rabid fan base to keep going and, and survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll come in December the 8th. And then the last one I wanted to highlight here. So Toby Gard, who obviously the, is the creator of Tomb Raider's Lara Croft, mm. is leading the charge on a new game called Dream Cycle. Um, I watched the full interview that they did uh, he did with IGN where it showed some some gameplay slice as well as just talking through it. And it's getting described as a psychedelic adventure where mm. players can slash, shoot, and loot their way through over 10,000 very mysterious and crazy worlds. So uh, that's a lot of worlds, Miss Hart, 10,000 of them. I don't yeah. know how diverse and unique they're all going to be. I don't know how in-depth they're going to be, but uh, it's quite the promise. holy guacamole, that's a lot of worlds. Yeah, it's quite the promise, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But, like, uh, like for me, I wasn't too interested, um, especially considering I actually haven't played any of the recent Lara Croft games. They're so good. I know, they're I know so you good. do say that they're actually really good. But. This game, like... It certainly doesn't have the uh, the Tomb Raider budget behind it. No. <laughs> um, it was hard to gauge what this game's trying to be. Like, it looks like it's a bit of a, yeah, a, a bit of a, a platformer action 
maybe it has got a little bit of a um a treasure hunter sort of story to it where you're jumping through these worlds but then he mentioned that this sort of uh has some nods to like lovecraft yeah. and stuff so so maybe we're going to get some some crazy hp lovecraft mythos where we're going to be going against random ass cthulhu's and other kinds of uh nightmare beasties from that that sort of world but it's interesting uh he's he's sort of been working on this game for forever uh toby guard was saying and um he just can't get away from this sort of style of game but Ten Thousand worlds has me at least intrigued to see what that actually means and converts to on the screen so yeah. uh yeah so that's that's the main comings and goings from gamescom 2021 mm. some big announcements some big reveals um it's nice to know we've got a lot of games coming out over the next five months to yeah. get excited for. Yeah, pretty busy. Mm. But it was good. It came and went very quick. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. No, um, like, overall, just another, like, credit to um, Jeff and, like, putting on this, like, this show, which is normally in Germany, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, having this established, I'm still liking the stage and overall, like, kind of interactive full like set where every like the ground and screen behind him kind of like all blend in together and display things about the game that he's presenting or the studio or whatever i absolutely adore it and i really hope we never go back to live uh, live conferences and whatnot um and um also full props to him for taking the first day's event and have ending it on a flex for himself of being featured in the haunted mansion and <laughs> was yeah. it a game or a, or a animated um thing so his head is going to be in the haunted mansion disney thing so yeah, he's, he's, so funny. he's one of the masters of self-promotion yes, old is. jeff keely you, you can't fault him on that like yeah i'm with you it's he's a, he's a hell of a hustler and he does a lot of good work you know he's a very hard-working yeah. individual and amongst all this covid lockdown iso stuff He's still working very, very strongly and tightly with this great uh, group of people in the, behind the scenes that course, are yeah. delivering these showcases for us to still feel a little level of normality as far as events and being able to be updated on what's coming out. And yeah, I thought overall Gamescom was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was good. A lot of diverse announcements for people hunting AAAs and indies and free-to-plays and PC and console. There was something for everybody there. Yeah, mad props to um, whoever made the decision to announce all the Halo stuff, not in the exclusive Xbox event, but just uh, saving it all for Gamescom. <laughs> yeah, yeah that it. was nice to see. Yeah. Add a little bit more weight to Gamescom. But uh, let's jump over to here. Tweet of the week. And so this tweet, it's, it's a little bit of a different tone to uh, what we were just talking about. So this is on the back of a lot of terrible, terrible, terrible situations happening over on Twitch. And um, the first tweet we're sort of referencing here comes from at Twitch Direct over on Twitter. And um, the tweet reads, we've seen a lot of conversation about botting, hate raids and other forms of harassment targeting marginalized creators. You're asking us to do better and we know we need to do more to address these issues. That includes an open world, and uh, that includes an open dialogue about creator, uh, creator safety. The tweet then goes on to say, "Thank you to everyone who shared these difficult experiences. We were able to identify a vulnerability in our proactive filters, and have rolled out an update to close this gap and better detect hate speech in chat. We'll keep updating this to address emerging if issues." It further goes on to say. We're launching channel-level ban evasion detection and account verification improvements later this year. We're working hard to launch these tools as soon as possible, and we hope they have a big impact. Then there's a link that you can check out more regarding the tools. And then the tweet finally ends with, our work is never done and your input is essential as we try to build a safer Twitch. We'll be reaching out to community members to learn more about their experiences and encourage you to share feedback via user voice. And then there's a link underneath there as well. Uh, so that all sounded well and good as far as Twitch trying to get rid of this disgusting bullshit behavior that we're seeing uh, running rampant on Twitch. But then um, sort of I saw an update earlier this morning from my app Blessing Junior, obviously Blessing Adioye Junior from the kind of funny crew over there. And uh, he says, they originally acknowledged this on August the 11th. It is now the end of August and he's been hate rated three times in the last week alone. Mm -hmm. so 
it's Twitch saying things and then not acting on things. Hopefully we do get some real change because this type of activity is disgusting and the people that are doing that can get fucked because they're pieces of shit. This stuff is does not fly anywhere and it's not fair for these people and their communities who are just trying to have safe, fun, welcome environments to cop this kind of stuff, completely unjustified. So I'm hoping there's some change for this. Miss Hart, you mentioned there's going to be a bit of a um, bit of a stand getting made by content creators this coming week that uh, other streamers could be a part of to show some solidarity. Yeah, that's right. So um, all streamers that want to kind of um, show their support um, and, you know, essentially take a stand against um, this overall thing and obviously Twitch is in action. They've created um, a, a day off Twitch. Um, so that's a hashtag. So um, you can obviously check it out as hashtag a day off Twitch. That will be happening. Well, it says Wednesday the 1st, which is here. So I assume that kind of like molds into the next day for you guys in Australia. But essentially all streamers, content creators involved with Twitch, um, they will not be streaming for the whole day. Um, they're taking a stand in solidarity and not streaming for the day. And um, obviously as viewers, uh, if you want to also show your support, it would also, you know, the best way to show is by obviously not going to Twitch at all. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, any kind of, um, you know, I guess like action, um, especially in as a big group, it, it will show numbers. Um, they, for every person that doesn't watch Twitch, that's a bunch of ad revenue that they're losing out on and such. So um, sadly, money speaks, uh, money talks, and they figure that this is the best way to kind of show them that they've had enough. So if you want to participate, um, like I said, Wednesday first here. Uh, so it'll probably be second for you guys. And mm -hmm. um, any more information or if you just want to read some of the horror stories that some uh, content creators have gone through. Um, yeah, just following a day off Twitch hashtag and just reading some of the horrible stories that some content creators have gone through. Um, and if you want to show your support and um, just, you know, go along with the cause and not show up on Twitch. 100%. I'm hoping that uh, this a day off Twitch does lead to some good in a very short turnaround because uh, yeah, it's all well and good Twitch saying, we're sorry and this, this uh, can't continue, but you've got to do something about it uh, and do something about it fast because this type of uh, behavior is disgusting and shouldn't be on any platform, especially something like this where you've got people of all walks of life, of all ages, of all nationalities, of all sexes, copying this kind of stuff through no fault of their own. So mm -hmm. yeah, do something about it. Quick Twitch and yeah, if you wanted to read more about it, show support, hashtag a day off Twitch. And, uh, you know, simply on that day, just just sit down and play Psychonauts 2 or yeah. go watch a movie. Stay off Twitch. You've got plenty of other things. Go read a book. Go cook a meal. Whatever you want. Just stay off there. Uh, let your silence be the uh, the voice of change, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, everyone, just do better. That's what it comes down to, this type of behavior. Not good. And if you're into this type of behavior, maybe don't listen to our podcast because that's Please the kind stay. of shit we don't want to be attached to because it's disgusting. So uh, outside of that, New releases and events. It's not really much doing in the uh, the the game and culture worlds this week, Miss Hart. There's not really any events that I could find of note. A lot of things here in Australia, particularly, are getting cancelled just due to the situations with COVID in Vic and New South Wales at the moment. Uh, podcasts, obviously, THG two five five is out. We might try and get some other content out later this week. But um, as far as new content with us over the next couple of weeks. It might be a little erratic. I've just got a couple of big things I've gone mm. working through for the next fortnight. So uh, our release schedule, obviously we're a, we're a day late um, today with That's THG 255, but um, next couple of weeks, we just got a couple of things got to work through, but we'll be back to the regular programming soon enough with more content, but uh, it just might be a little longer time between drinks after this episode and then the next. Um, I know this movie's out in America and other parts of the world at the moment, but Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is hitting cinemas here in Australia this coming Thursday. So mm -hmm. if you want to get to the movies, you can check that out. Obviously, uh, Candyman is out at the moment. Free Guy is out at the moment. The Suicide Squad is out at the moment. Plenty of stuff on the big screen to check out. As far as games coming out uh, in this, this coming calendar week, uh, we've got Kiwi. Rustler, The Big Con, Lake, El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, WRC 10, 
Big Rumble Boxing, Creed Champions, Golf Club Wasteland, and The Medium, which obviously that timed Xbox console exclusive making its way to PlayStation 5 this week. So a uh, ton of games there to get involved in. Obviously, there was a ton of games dropping last week too. So if you want to play some Aliens Fireteam Elite, you want to play some Psychonauts, plenty of stuff to keep you busy while you're staying off Twitch this week. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah out of all of those, I just want to highlight Kiwi. Kiwi, Kiwi. I don't know how they say. It. I'm assuming it's meant to be pronounced Kiwi because they've got these very cute, cute Kiwi bird characters um, associated with the game. But um, this one's been. I feel like I've I've seen it on my radar for quite some time. A lot of um, wholesome direct appearances as well, um, and it just looks very adorable. So if there's one of those that you definitely want to give a look, um, Kiwi is very cute. Yeah. So K E Y everything. W E. Yeah, and it's on PlayStation, it's on Xbox, it's on Switch, it's on PC. So no matter where you get your gaming, you can get a bit of that Kiwi love this yes. week if you want to jump in on that. But Miss Hart, is there anything else you wanted to say before we uh, shut down the studio for a little while? No, I think that's it for me. That's it for you. I just wanted to um, send a quick happy birthday shout out to Bryce from the House of Mario. Had his birthday yesterday, turned the big 28 so I uh, hope you're doing well down there in South Australia. You're keeping it real, just living your best life, and hopefully you ate all the birthday cake. But um, 8-Bit Nation, that brings us to the end of THG 255. Until next time, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Technically, the end of the podcast, there was a bunch of Destiny stuff and it was really cool. The Witch Queen content looks awesome, but I'm not going to put it in the main podcast, so there we go. Disney stuff looks good. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. It's like a racehorse announcer. <laughs>